Soulful Sparks Radio. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive. Why is you read me as artistic expression important in today's world? Hi, I'm Soulful Wizardess Marta Stemberger, and you're listening to Soulful Sparks Radio. Welcome. Let's begin with my soulful verse for this week, Soulful Week 3, inspired by Rob Steiner's Calendar of the Soul. As my inner sense grows more aware of who I am, I release the narrow bonds and turn to the source of all. I strive to be free of shadows and to shine bright in you the essence of my highest self. If you'd like to see the image and read the article that goes with this verse, visit the Soulful Sparks of Inspiration online at soulfulsparks.hamoves.net. Soulful Sparks, H-A-M-O-V-E-S dot net. This episode is a very special episode because we are going to be honoring the 30th anniversary of the Eurythmy Spring Valley Ensemble. Last evening, April 29th, I went to Chestnut Ridge in Rockland County, upstate New York, to be part of these celebrations as audience. Afterwards, I talked with Barbara Schneider Sirio, the current artistic director of the Eurythmy Spring Valley Ensemble and School, the leading harmonious movement performing group and training in North America. So I'll share with you the recording of our conversation. Hi, Barbara. How are you doing? Fine. <laughs> How about you, Marta? <laughs> Good. It was a wonderful performance. I'm so happy I came to see the 30th anniversary celebration of Eurythmy Spring Valley Ensemble and hear you talk at the beginning about the history and then Dorothea talking even more and mm -hmm. other people chiming mm -hmm. in. And then, and then to see all these wonderful, wonderful pieces, you know, from young Eurythmies to, to older Eurythmies. Seasoned Eurythmies. Dorothea is in her 80s, yes, yeah. her... Claire de la Lune was just pure Eurythmy. Yes, 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 yes yeah. <laughs> I, I said to her afterwards that um, somehow with her, I was able to look above and having the open vision. And mm -hmm. I, actually, I was able to see mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the movement. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Around her. Around yeah, her. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, so the Eurythmy, how it becomes the visible mm -hmm. movement. What is, what <laughs> is this? Eurythmy or harmonious movement. You have been in the world of Eurythmy for, oh gosh, decades, right? Yes, I started in the 70s, late 70s. Mm. Yeah, so it's been also quite a few years, quite a few decades. <laughs> yeah, so the, just, uh, the uh, stage group is now has its 30th anniversary. We started in, in 86 and I completed my training in 83. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the training is usually, as you know, four years long. And, uh, and you realize, as with all arts, it takes time to really find your way in it. And of course, the first thing is always, how do I transform my instrument so I'm really able to express the earth me? As we, I think with all the arts, that's always a, in the movement arts especially, because our instrument is the body. And then slowly then to inhabit it, make it our own and become one with it. And that's then you see the... Today, I think, was a good example of seeing the Eurythmists who just graduated, just at four years, others six years, others 20, 30, and how actually then something is distilled and you feel, oh, okay, finally, I can see 
music because of course Eurythmy is also called visible speech and visible music and that's what you're looking for mm -hmm. is really that in a sense the music and the speech arises through the movement of the of the human being and mm -hmm. then it's very beautiful when that when it's when that's mm -hmm. possible one of the Eurythmy pieces we saw last night was on the music by Claude Debussy, Claire de Lune, performed by the octogenarian Dorothea Meir with the form by Rudolf Steiner. Seeing Dorothea Meir, the former director of Eurythmy Spring Valley School and Ensemble, perform a tone Eurythmy piece is always very special. I can't reproduce the live, direct experience on the radio, but we can listen to the music. The pianist for this particular recording is Giacobo Salvatori, and I got the recording from newsopen.org. So let's enjoy Claire de Lune, and then we will continue our conversation with Barbara Schneider, serial.
uh, with a wonderful composition. And now let's continue with um, the conversation I had with Barbara Schneider-Serio last evening. Enjoy. Whitney, as we have been celebrating it this evening, um, is performance art. Yes, yes. So as a performance art, what does it do? What does it do? What is it, you know, when you look, when you're performing, I mean, you have been performing for decades, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, what does it, what happens? Or, um, because before, before you found Eurythmy, you, 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 you were a dancer, yeah. so, so you know how it is to perform in the dance world, yeah, yeah. you uh -huh. know, now you really know you're a master of performing in the world of harmonious mm -hmm. movement of mm -hmm. Eurythmy. Mm -hmm. What, what, what is Eurythmy as a performance artist? Yes, um, I think I can harken back to my own experience. I, I was always interested in movement when I was a young child and badgered my parents that I'd please take ballet classes and then I would do modern dance classes and I would do jazz dance classes and I would do all kinds of things. And so I, obviously my, my expression, my love was lived in, the, in movement. But I always was feeling dissatisfied that I felt, ah, yes, I, in, in, in ballet, I have, it was too much form. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I felt it was too limited in its forms. And I felt, ah, there I cannot really be who I, who I am and what the music expresses. I felt the, the music was only being able to express to a degree. And the same with modern dance on the other side. I felt it was too personal. It was mm -hmm. my personal feeling my personal reaction or, or uh, a problem in the world that was addressed through, through uh, that, that came out in the music. And I always felt, all right, that's okay. But I didn't feel, well, how, how does, it, does this movement benefit the world? Is it just my own thing? I didn't just want to be my own thing. And who cares about my own thing? I mean, very nice, you know, but so what? So I was always looking for something that carried in it something of the you can say of the 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 eternal that mm. something that the movement I, I, I want was looking for connect to something that you can say yeah uh, connected to an eternal truth beauty goodness in a sense in that area and I never found that quite in the, mm -hmm. in the, and then when I came across you with me I realized oh I see there is lawfulness in movement which has deep meaning to the individual at the same time in same time, it ha it follows the lawfulness, for example, of language. How a sound is produced in the air through the larynx. It has a certain forming element. And now, if I translate that forming element into my movement, then I can actually express the the form of the particular sound, a bow or a do or whatever it is. And it, of course, also carries meaning. And I feel the whole search for meaning is so essential in our world these days. We're all longing for true meaning in art, not just some frivolous thing of entertainment or formalism, but really what, what is there uh, that, that, that helps us to, mm -hmm. to find our way through the, these days, more and more difficult times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so this, this, this connection to the, yeah, I, uh, that's what I feel. My connection was that I felt it was not only me, but it had a deep connection to the world as such, and uh, truth within it, and lawfulness. And that's mm -hmm. the same with the music. I felt, ah, here the music can be expressed. If I hear a high tone, I see a movement that goes high. If I hear an inward uh, minor, for example, there is a connection in my movement to that. And it's a connection that's not just my imagination. It's right there. Mm -hmm. And through that, I felt I could be much truer to, to music and to poetry, to myself, and then also as a, you can say, as a guiding star to um, uh, for what is needed in the world now. Mm -hmm. So that's where my interest comes, and, and usually the students that we find coming to us, and the audience is it coming uh, to us, children, adults, usually they come away and they feel, they say, something has harmonized that has usually not harmonized. I feel as if I come to a source that gives has life-giving forces mm -hmm. when I see this. And it's not only making me aware of problems, 
which of course the poetry you choose in Eurythmy can deal with anything that's going on in the world. So you are actually meeting that, or modern music uh, that is just composed. You feel, yes, I'm meeting the world, but at the same time, I'm also finding a way to finding my way through it. So I'm not uh, left just with the question. I can find maybe a beginning of finding a harmony in myself that then has a certain healing in it. And I believe that true art all has healing in it too. So in a way, you are saying that by using Eurythmy as a performing art, you you, ad you address the issues in the world by choosing mm -hmm, poetry, mm -hmm. by choosing music. Yes, yeah by making it your own, but then you transform it and through the lawfulness of Eurythmy, you in a way bring the solution in a sense of harmonization and giving life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Eurythmy, as I've learned from you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and other uh, faculty here at Eurythmy Spring Valley you and Rudolf Steiner, Eurythmy is the movement of the etheric forces, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Um, so where does the movement start in Eurythmy? Because, you know, I've been trained as a dancer before and I feel that in dance, the movement starts in the physical body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I know, I could start going with the answer, but right. I want your answer. <laughs> so, you know, out of your experience yeah. watching people doing it yourself, where does the movement start in Eurythmy? Kind of, a, it's a large question. Of right? course, it's a large question, question, right? right? It's a yes. big question, and I think the um, the the thing that drew me to Eurythmy, I felt I was addressed as a as a as a human being in its true essence, which uh, which I understand as a human being that has a divine origin, yeah, as a that I am not only uh, a being uh, that is uh, follows the apes but that I have a spark of divine in me. And I think that belief that I had, and I think as a kind of a hope as a child, um, I feel that was that spark in me that also gives life meaning. Yeah? Um, and that I found in you with me. And I think that is the beginning point, that you understand yourself as a human being that is more just than a, a physical human being. Mm -hmm. And out, that is the source, I would say, out of, without that actually you with me, does not make sense, you can say, yeah. And um, uh, the, then the the center, as such, when you move, actually lies in the middle region, in the heart region. That you are you're moving from from the from that center, not the physical center of the diaphragm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's of course also part of the movement, but you feel it's lifted higher because your main expression in with me, and uh, in, in your most expressive organs are your arms. And so also, as an audience, if you're coming from the dance world, seeing Eurythmy at first is very foreign. And you feel, ah, this is something from a different planet somehow. That's only my experience <laughs> as a dancer at first. It was, wait a minute, yeah? Where are there jumps and there pirouettes? Where is the fancy footwork, so to speak, yeah? Because mm -hmm. I was used to that from, from mm -hmm. all the different dance mm -hmm. things I did. And then I realized, oh, I have to look at this from a totally different aspect, mm -hmm. from a different point of view. And then suddenly, at first, it, I did not like it. And I think often uh, with sister arts, because you're too close to really uh, get out of your art, but yet it's sort of in your area, um, you need even more of an objective stance to actually see what is there. Mm -hmm. And so I took a while to actually appreciate Eurythmy. I did not at first, as mm -hmm. it from, from, mm -hmm. because I really looked at it from a dance point of view, and I realized, no, I cannot look at it from mm -hmm. uh, with the dancer's eyes. Mm -hmm. I have to have new eyes. And I realized as soon as I did it, not necessarily seeing it, ah, when I did it, I, I realized the potential in it and the healing potential, the harmonization in it, mm -hmm. the expressive capability. Mm -hmm. And I slowly learned to have eyes for that. Mm -hmm. And then I could hear, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but until then, uh, I had to really transform my vision, you can say. So basically you had to do it first for a while. And through doing it, you then realize that you have to start seeing it in a different way. Start seeing the movement in a different way. And then it started opened up. And, yeah. it, and it was as if the doors opened 
and uh, that was also the difference with dance that I felt with you with me. I opened one door and I realized, oh, there is a whole world of language in there mm -hmm. and it's lawfulness reaching way back in mm -hmm. its meaning. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I went there, the next door opened and it, this has been the amazing journey with it that I, I felt sort of a dead end with dance and then I realized the doors are pretty much unending with you with me because it is the whole human you can say human psyche that you explore yeah, yeah. and uh, the whole world of language and of music which is the whole human soul laid out mm -hmm. and you keep going deeper into it and as you grow up in life and as you grow older and you go through all that life brings you mm -hmm. um, good bad indifferent mm -hmm. you you grow you uh, uh, you have experiences and through that of course and as we saw tonight as the youthmits get older you feel ah so much more is there because, of course, they've worked through joy and sorrow in a deep way. And suddenly you feel the movement opens up and, it, and the windows keep opening. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, that connects right back to that divine experience of, yes, I'm not just a physical conglomerate of atoms, but um, there's more to me. And through that, I can really reach deep inside and I can change who I am and find my path in life. And I think we're all on that that path of what's my task here and who am I really? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. and I feel that that's uh, so th that's what I feel is so essential about you with me and so healing. Yes. Yes. I just want to go back uh, to two points that you made. One was about uh, you know jumps, right? In dance, they're all yeah, right, jumps, yes, yes, and you with me, they aren't. However, you know, with your work, you know, I'm always so impressed. You know how you really incorporate the rhythm in music mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, you do mm -hmm. lots of music pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, you incorporate the rhythm in of the music mm -hmm, in your feet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so it's some like it's somehow it's so you. You know you are. <laughs> I feel that you know that you you took care of that. You know jumps mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. doing something with your feet that mm -hmm. is more wholesome and it's part of the of the. Um, of the Eurythmy, mm -hmm. I said. I just mm -hmm. wanted to bring it. I always <laughs> like that. And, and all the rhythms that you... And I, I really like your movement. There is there is a particular expressiveness. That it's really mm -hmm. just you. And it goes into the next dimension. Uh, thank, well, you thank, you. Well, thank you for <laughs> that. You know, as a dancer, I appreciate that. I, I, I like when, when I, inc I can include the rhythm of my feet. Yes, you know, within yeah. this whole art of yes yeah, yeah yeah and the other point that i wanted to mention is that um one thing that one can observe when watching you with me is that somehow the person who is performing becomes more beautiful and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while performing and younger yes yes yeah yeah and somehow also you know when you when you look you read who age mm -hmm. They age very gracefully, <laughs> you know, in, in comparison to to some dancers who some some are fine, but some are struggling with that. Yeah, yeah. So why is that? Why is that, that all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden you you are not as old <laughs> as you are, <laughs> or you're more beautiful than you are when you're performing? Well, um, Rudolf Steiner, who was the one who gave the indications for you with me, now uh, it is hundred and. 15 years, 115 years, five years, sorry, started in 1912. Right. And so um, when he brought it, he said it would be very good for children to do next to regular gymnastics. He said, because this is really soul gymnastics. So you are really working on cultivating the forces of your soul. And um, as you, you mentioned the etheric earlier, it's a, a a term not necessarily you know you might use it uh, in in the in the anthropo anthrop anthroposophy which is the um, uh, you can say the the, the the spiritual science Rudolf Steiner brought um, but he really speaks about the life force and he says when you work with these gestures that are they're based on the sounds or the pitch or the harmony or the beat you are working uh, with with um, movements that are already inherent in you and they're usually, usually they're latent in you you speak them but now if you are silent and instead you move 
you bring that, you can say these forces into your actual movement. And there are forces that shape your whole organism. So mm. if you work with these forces and, uh, and, and follow them, you feel, ah, I'm actually in that which creates a healthful human body. And uh, uh, part of the, another part of eurythmy, as you might have spoken at another time, is therapeutic eurythmy, which then works on sequences of sounds. And in a sense, you can say, we're, if you're made out of the whole alphabet, yeah, you can say our whole being is made out of the alphabet. Mm -hmm. And certain sequences of sounds are out of whack. So that particular area in ourselves, the B part or the M part or the A part, if you work with the sounding and the sounding held, held silent and actually transform into movement, then you can work uh, therapeutically on specific areas in the body. So you can feel, all right, I can work on the B, M, D area. <laughs> and that will reshape something that has gotten out of harmony. Mm -hmm. And you can mm -hmm. say if you continuously work with these very natural sounds, because they're, they're always when people start with eurythmy and they start doing the first vowels or consonants, they always feel, mm -hmm. oh, yes, I can entirely understand that, experience it, mm -hmm. and uh, do it. They are not awkward in any way. You really feel, oh, they come directly out of the flow of my... Um, of my body you can say also in the experience of my soul all of it together mm -hmm. and so through that i feel eurythmists who do that all day long <laughs> and and uh, really are working with these forces that are the useful forces the growth yeah. forces yeah. yeah so yeah yeah i mean i observe that when when i'm teaching classes to non-eurythmists in the city that you know i do very basic exercises and we go through vowels mm -hmm. And, and you can see that people can do it. Yeah, partially mm -hmm. they are imitating me, but then mm -hmm. they enter into that flow and something brightens up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just, it's basically any, any basic sequence in your rhythm, right? It, it will harmonize yes. you. And then, of course, you can use specific sequences you for, know, therapy. for, for, yes. for therapeutic, yes, yeah, which that's is right. separate. Yeah. But if yeah. you would, for example, if the five vowels, you know, mm -hmm. I, you, right. or... Um, any, or any sequence of consent and you feel just doing them you feel ah oh, yes i forgot this is <laughs> this is part of part of me too in our hectic yep. life yep. yeah so that can be uh, and a lot of the exercises that steiner gives were in um olden times were often in also in older traditions of meditations or so yep. were sounds that you would chant yep. and so you would see in another in another area uh, it it has a sim it has also an effect, but now you bring it right into the bodily organism, and it has that effect then that in a way healing effect mm -hmm. through that. Yeah, so. I mean I've been working um, with ERO for the last well when did I finish my training two and a half years ago? Yeah. I was really closely I began to work closely with ERO others things yeah. as well, and which is first exercise that Rolf Steiner gave in 1912. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the show, I will guide you, my dear listeners, um, through the, the meditation. And I found that, first of all, I discovered that um, other esoteric traditions were using EAO as sounds, mm -hmm, as mm -hmm, chanting, as mm -hmm, you mentioned. Mm -hmm. However, Rolf Steiner brings it into the physical body, so you're silent, and you're basically, you basically more or less said the words that I yeah. often use, it becomes a part of your body. And it's very, it's a very simple exercise for anybody to do. I feel comfortable doing it as audio meditation. Mm -hmm. Others, other exercise, exercises in you with me, I feel that we need to be physically present mm -hmm. to learn. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel like we can do it as a, um, as a audio guided meditation. And if you're just in those sounds in your body, it, there is just this particular balancing that happens mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. naturally. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I mean, you, you came from the other angle, but you, <laughs> yes. you pointed out, yeah, yes. uh, this out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if you switch your role from a performer mm -hmm. into the audience member, yeah. and... You know, and then you go and see a dance performance now. Yeah. How does that feel? What What do you see? <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> uh, yes, I have to really, again, put my dance eyes on, mm -hmm. right? 
and of course now I'm expecting certain movements that I'm that I'm always looking for when I see my students mm -hmm. and uh, I have to forget that and see okay what are they working with and um, um, you had mentioned earlier in our pre-conversation the, the experience I had I was down at the I was I think in MoMA where there were dancers on different levels mm -hmm. uh, uh, and showing you know showing a silent silent of I don't remember the name of the of the dance uh, together and they did a sort of fan movement where they all turned together and you felt it was a big fan but I was in a way shocked at the that how deeply they were in the physical body and how there wasn't a lot of awareness of the others in the space around them because they almost were just locked in themselves and their whole stepping and the whole movement didn't have this extra dimension that we expect in Eurythmy of working with the spaces between. It's sort of a, it's almost a mantra of Eurythmy school said, be aware, where is everybody? <laughs> and in either spatially, but also in the music, the in between, the, uh, the, uh, in the intervals or in between phrasing or punctuation in, in, in poetry. So you're always working on the in-between to wake up something that you can say carries meaning, but is yet latent, and we're constantly striving to wake that up. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that, I, and that I, I would say, is essential for us. Mm -hmm. So that was a shock when I saw the dancers that I felt, oh, well, this is entirely lacking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't then have a chance to talk to them because, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was a question for me. I said, oh, I see. There is not that awareness and that that I would feel again, I remembered now why I stopped doing dance, stopped doing dance mm -hmm, in a way, mm -hmm. uh, because I was looking for that next dimension. Basically yeah. to, to, feel, to feel that they are, the dancers are aware of the space in between, of, the, of, each, of other, each other, yes, of, of the and, space and, in front, of the and space the at the back. And then the form that they're, the choreography they're doing, that they're, they take along the others. I saw also, I was um, very privileged to see um, uh, some dance rehearsals at a university in Pennsylvania with one of the, uh, the dancers from New York City who came to, to, to teach the dances. And I also was, um, uh, I think, another aspect that really struck me at that moment. They were incredibly good dancers and the instructor was excellent, uh, learning all these moves very quickly, very skillfully, amazing, really amazing. Um, and, and I said, well, what is the connection between the music? And I said, oh, well, we'll have some music played to it. Mm -hmm. And again, the shock of that, because in Eurythmy, it's always visible music. So you hear the music and everything you do is entirely dictated. Mm -hmm. is, it, is it a 3-4 beat? Is it uh, a very forte piece? What is, what are the, inst is the instrumentation? Um, what is the dynamics? And everything you do, the form, the movements, entirely depend on the, mm -hmm. on, on the music. And here the music was just sort of by the way. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. again, remembered, oh, I see, yes, it's totally separate. <laughs> We're trying to do together mm -hmm. and really finding in the music what form is inherently there in the mm -hmm. music, which in a way you almost try to disenchant. Yeah, it's enchanted <laughs> in the music. Now you're trying to take it out. And there, of course, now as you hear this Beethoven sonata or the Chopin nocturne or the Ligeti mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, piece, whatever it is, uh, it is there. Now our task is to bring it out. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized again, what dance is looking for is something entirely different. Mm -hmm. Valid in its own way, mm -hmm. but just so different. Mm -hmm. And so that was interesting, those different experiences. Right, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I, I realized that, you know, during the training, I just didn't have much time to look at the dance performances. But afterwards, yeah. um, I felt that I need to process all of this and, and see how I can express what Eurythmy is and what it does in comparison to dance. So I did start looking at some dance performances again. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. I did my training at Alvinelli and Martha Grant, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. I started looking at different uh, performances again and it's the same thing this you know I had to put in dance eyes yes yeah 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 right to see to see it differently however one thing that that is coming to mind for me is um, can you read me if it's part 
of the dance curriculum at a particular school or at a particular mm -hmm. university, do you think that Eurythmy can bring some awareness of that to dancers without creating full Eurythmists out of them? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, just, for instance, at Alvin Ailey, we, um, we had classical ballet, we had Martha Graham technique, we had, we had Lester Horton technique, we had jazz, we had yeah, yoga. Yeah. You know, it's basically this whole array of, of movement techniques. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering why not expose these dance students to Eurythmy as well. Mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think it's certainly possible. I mean, um, when we did a symphony tour in about 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago now, time moves. Um, <laughs> yes, um, we did. We actually went to quite a few dance studios around the country mm -hmm. and, um, and gave Eurythmy classes. And I think it's uh, it can if people are interested in in a, you know approaching dance from different points of view. Mm -hmm. I felt if people were definitely this is their track and they want to be a, a, a good modern dancer. They really want to be a good ba a, um, uh, a ballerina. Um, then they weren't that interested in other in in other ways of moving. Mm -hmm. But the people who were searching, mm -hmm. there certainly Eurythmy, there was interest. We've, uh, mostly where we found the most interest, though, is in music departments mm -hmm. and in drama departments. Mm -hmm. Because the musicians generally could just see what we we're doing. For them, it was, oh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. They could mm -hmm. understand, the, they got the music movement. Whereas for dancers, it was further, further, uh, further away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's the dancers who are looking for, for new ways of going about it, yes, for them, I think it could be very interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Because, you know, my thoughts were in a way that, you know, when I went through my dance training, everything started with the physical body mm -hmm, and training mm -hmm. the, the physical body. And only later, you know, when you start performing and when you're already performing on stage, and then yeah, you yeah. See, I've seen it with, with some of the Martha Graham dancers, actually, when I was working backstage uh, with them, you know, through performing, they started to enter the spiritual mm -hmm. space, and they talked about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but it's not consciously trained. Mm -hmm, Whereas mm -hmm. in Eurythmy, we basically started with that. Yes, yes. You know, when I did part-time training with Natasha Moss, yeah. I think she is the one who's like, you know, feel the angel. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, all of a sudden I'm allowed to, yeah. to feel the, the space around me. And then you have this amazing performers, master performance like Barishnikov, he just mm -hmm. steps on the stage and everything is there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, somehow I feel that being trained in Eurythmy, I know how to enter that space. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you enter it and you, you surround yourself with the, with the etheric field and all of a sudden you are larger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Eurythmy gives that. Um, I was kind of thinking in that way that perhaps Eurythmy can bring that to even to dancers who are on a straight ballerina track, on straight, mm -hmm. you know, Alvin Ailey track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, to figure it out because I feel that, you know, these two sisters somehow need to become friends. Yes, yes. I don't know how yet. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. As I said, I've... Um, if 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 there is a i'm not sure because you're approaching the human being from such different angles yeah that, that's true um as a uh, and and therefore you are able to i think if there is a crack open in somebody's in somebody's soul for that the, they're looking for okay how do i hand enhance what i'm doing mm -hmm. that i've either come that far that i'm really in in, in in, in, in command of what I'm doing as much as we ever are. I mean, we're yeah. always learning. There's yeah. never yeah. an yeah. end to that, you can say. Mm -hmm. uh, but that you're looking, okay, I need a next step now. And then there, there's an opening for a new, mm -hmm. uh, a new way of going about it. Um, if you're still so much just trying to, you know, perfect what you're doing, uh, it might be just a distraction for you. Yeah. So there needs to yeah. be that opening because you are approaching, as I said at the beginning, um, what attracted me was that, yes, I speak of the human being not only as an earthly being. Mm -hmm. And if you deny that, 
yeah. in your being there's you you don't want to try you don't want to go there <laughs> right so, exactly yeah. yeah 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 i mean you have to i mean with you with me you, you have to acknowledge that that you you know you have to at least acknowledge that in addition to the physical body there is an energy field around you mm-hmm. you know like tai chi works with the same life force mm-hmm. it's just in a different way from from a different perspective yeah and i mean i would say go back to rob steiner when he brought it he said well unless you really accept the human being as a being of body soul and spirit yeah. you actually won't get to your ethne it you will balk at it it will make you very upset and angry mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because you you know, mm. because it's a big deal actually in our time i think mm-hmm. to really say that and because so much of it seems to point in the opposite direction and uh, you are really swimming against the stream there's much that goes that now is saying yes yeah we must go there because mm-hmm. otherwise we destroy life on earth you can say uh but it's still uh, a lot in 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 ourselves box against yeah. what that yeah. means is it what that conclusion actually means for right. one's life for one's choice of mm-hmm. career for one's where one goes and so yeah. one's destiny leads one right. so yeah. yeah i mean i'm noticing that people are searching i mean in new york city i mean you have yoga studio at every other corner you yeah. have meditation yeah. studios and yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. are are written about in in big magazines yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there is, so there is this yes, search. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would think that if one does yoga, one needs to acknowledge that there is more than the physical body. Even even if if, if you do hatha yoga, which is very physical, mm-hmm. or you know some other Bikram yoga is yeah, very yeah. sweaty. Yeah. Um, but I feel that that if you're open to do yoga, you need to be open to the fact that we are more than physical bodies. Therefore, mm-hmm. let's do let's do let's do Eurythmy. I mean, one gentleman actually called Eurythmy yeah, social yeah. yoga. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. at one of the fairs um, in Brooklyn, and I was talking with this gentleman. He was actually representing one of the, the Brooklyn offices, government yeah, offices. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. which one it was. And I said, "Well, you know, would you be open of you know bringing Eurythmy yeah, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. workplace?" And she's like, well, tell me a little bit about you with yes, me. And I started talking about it. And it's like, well, you know, it sounds like social yoga. Why not? I was like, yes, it, you can say <laughs> it's social yoga because, because of this working with the space yeah, in right. between yeah, yeah, and yeah. awareness in between. Because in yoga, you know, you are, you are with your body, with your spiritual self, but on the mat. You don't engage yeah, yeah. consciously with, yeah, with each yeah. other. You read me Spring Valley Ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, performs regularly here uh, in Chestnut Ridge. Yeah, this uh-huh. beautiful, I call it old-fashioned auditorium. I love the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds of, of of European auditoriums. But you also tour around. Yes. Um, so, what kind of audiences do you bring? You read me to. You read me as performance. Right. Um, over the thirty years, as we celebrated today, <laughs> um, we've got we've gone to just about any audience um, you can imagine. There, we're always a big part of our performance work is working, giving fairy tales and tales for children. A lot of our interested uh, people who really want us to come regularly are Waldorf schools. Eurythmy is a subject there, and they want the children to see that. And, and um, these days they await us happily to see whichever tale we're bringing them next. And so that's a big part of our touring is going to these schools. Um, but in the past, we've also done quite a few tours just going to different cities uh, to go to university theaters or just downtown theaters here in this country, also in, in Europe and in, in Asia. And uh, we have also done tours locally, uh, bringing Eurythmy, uh, what we called our uh, hospital tour, so to speak, where we went to the ma- very many in Rockland County, there are actually ma- very many institutions with uh, uh, children for children with special needs, adults with special needs, also various mental institutions, rather big ones in the area. And we were able to give a grant and for, I think, 10 years at least, we went there to also bring tales and bring eurythmy, again, this healing aspect, sometimes even in locked wards. So that was a very fascinating field too. So 
we say public performances to anybody who's interested in public theaters. We had, when was it, 10 years ago, we did the symphony tour. Mm -hmm. Basically, they were all in big theaters all around the country. Including the city center. City center, right, exactly, which was, you know, uh, that it was just about sold out. So we do these big things. But of course, as all small art uh, um, uh, institutions, it's always a challenge because city center is, you know, it's a big chunk to fundraise for that and get all these people there, etc. So, and do all the promotion and everything. And exactly, and therefore we, we strategically try to go uh, in, in areas um, around the country. We used to have sort of a three-year cycle. We used to do East Coast, Midwest, and West Coast, and then go to Europe, and then have a whole new cycle mm -hmm. of programs, because usually we have three programs at least. Mm -hmm. So a little children's program, a middle school, a high school evening program. And, and you then, just yeah. recently went to China, right? That's right. Last year we went to China and to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And that was fascinating, of course, and uh, quite impressive. I mean, Chinese are amazing organizers. And we were here bringing an English program and uh, also Tales for Children with translators. And we had workshops and uh, some very beautiful auditoriums in, mm. you know, around Beijing and Hangzhou. And I'm trying to remember all my all the names, and then also in especially then in, in Taichung in in Taiwan. So mm -hmm. a very interesting experience. We also had been in Japan, uh, ten years earlier. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so adults, children, special needs, old mm -hmm. age homes, you name it, many different audiences. Yeah. During during your um, opening talk this evening, you mentioned some of the reactions. Um, at these special institutions, would you, yes. <laughs> would you share them? Yes. I, I, think, I think they are just so, they are wonderful, but they are also so um, illustrating of what you read yes. with us in general. Yes, yes. Um, I think there, there were two actually I'd like to mention. There's one, we went to a place called Joanio, which is a, uh, they have few, a few centers, I believe, in Rockin County, especially with children with various developmental issues and uh, special needs, really major special needs. And we came into this one with the children, I think they were kindergarten age through maybe third, fourth grade, I don't remember the exact age. And we usually set up in their room and make a stage and they're all wheeled in or whatever. They have, you know, all different, every, every child almost has a helper. And so we did this performance with you know, little nursery rhymes and a story and all this sort of thing. And afterwards, everybody, all the uh, the helpers of the children came up to us and said, Johnny fell asleep. And we're like, okay, Johnny fell asleep. Hmm, is that a good thing or what is this? He said, he can never sleep. This is amazing. We have not, he was not able to sleep. When he goes to sleep, it's like a miracle. So, wow. so we don't know what you do, but please come back. <laughs> so that was one experience of um, they were just, you know, just deeply moved by that, by this mm -hmm. child. And then the other was is um, big, used to be a big mental institution, Letchworth Village. It now has been dissolved. Mm -hmm. But then there were just, you know, many people with me serious mental issues. Um, who all were brought into this huge hall. There must have been 300 people, and they all walk in a huge racket. And here we're performing, and we're going, oh, my gosh, this is quite the place. And in the back, the, you know, the people who, who take care were just walking, walking around, sort of smoking, hanging out, talking. And uh, we did our performance, and you realize, I mean, none of the people working there were very you know, interested. But they all said... We don't know what you're doing, but please come back. We've had dancers, we had clowns, we had jugglers. You're the only group that calms them down and they actually listen. Have no clue what it is. And subtext, we're also not interested what it is. But please, it works. <laughs> Whatever you do, it works. <laughs> so it was very interesting, yeah. these places. So, so, yeah. so basically, really... <laughs> You know, nowadays in the postmodern world, we are all unbalanced. Yes. We, we go to performances, we go around, you know, our daily tasks, but we are all unbalanced. You know, people have hard time sleeping. 
people have hard time being at rest. You know, they have, people are restless. Yes, yes, yeah. So basically, if we had like at least once a year, like the whole week at the Joyce Theater of of the Eurythmia Spring Valley, which I think it would be a perfect place for you guys. I have yes. said that many yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, you have. Yes, that's right. Because I mean, I've 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 worked backstage. Um, uh, at the Joyce Theater with Martha Graham yeah, just after yeah. just after injured my knee, which ended that career. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect theater for you guys. Yes, yes. And the benefit of the people who would come would be harmonizing because you know, you read me as performance performance mm-hmm. has this harmonizing effect yes, on the yeah, audience yeah, yeah. as you just described yeah, 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 in, yeah. In, in two very poignant yeah. examples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. So we have to kind of get you out there. I just don't know how. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I think part of, I mean, any time I think what we've experienced also with city center, you know, trying to what, what makes sense and how do you build an audience? Because of course we can get a lot of people there. um, But how do you build, how do you slowly build an audience? That's where I think you and other yours, Mr. City come in that really, you cultivate people who are more and more interested. So it's not just this thing, because we're, there's so many things going on yep, yep. that, well, it sounds very interesting, but, you know, I have about umpteen appointments to do at that same time. Mm-hmm. So how do we build that so that so there's a real, uh, people actually show up for it? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and so I think that is a cultivation. We certainly found that um, when we've toured and when we've gone places, doing and experiencing it, that would that makes a difference for people that they're really mm-hmm. then actually realizing, oh, okay, this, I feel so differently. I want to pursue this. I want to see this. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I feel these days people need to, need to experience it and, and, and yeah, be in a workshop, do it, that kind of thing. So basically, yeah. you know, all the Eurythmists that Eurythmist Spring Valley produces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yes. You know, yeah. And, and, and you, you are creating Eurythmists on a regular basis, every, yeah. basically every year. Yeah, yeah. So basically each one of us, when we go back home or wherever we are, even though it's not easy, you know, but slowly start being, building small audiences, small awarenesses, mm-hmm. so that then we slowly start creating the audience who would feel the hall like Joyce Theater, like yes, um, yes, City yes, Center. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think it needs a kind of a, uh, a grassroots efforts in that way. Yeah. And yeah. in the past, we were more present in the city, but also we just get up here, we're pretty busy with the school, with the performing, with mm-hmm. all the things that, that we're doing. And so, and, and it's just, as I said, it's a big fu- also fundraising effort just to get a theater mm-hmm. um, in the city these days. So if people want to see You Read Me, You Read Me by You Read Me Spring Valley now, what do they need to do? Um, they need to either come up here, right? Mm-hmm. Get it on our calendar, mm-hmm. right? And we can get them on our constant contact where we send out mm-hmm. basically weekly announcements of everything mm-hmm. that's going on, mm-hmm. right? And uh, uh, then take the take the trek out up here, mm-hmm. which is actually not that far. It's no, just, yeah, no, it's yeah, not. It's a, yeah, but it's a different world. You know that, right? Yeah, it is yeah. a different... I mean, I live in Brooklyn, um, but it's... Um, I, f- I find that if you have a car and if you drive, it's within one hour you're here and it's a nice... Oh, no, uh, oh. no from, from Manhattan it's less actually than an hour. Yeah. From Brooklyn it's further, yeah. yeah, so it's, yeah and yeah. it's a nice oh, breathing yeah, yeah, out, yeah. you know, like stepping out of, yes. of, of New York City so you can relax a little bit in, yeah, in yeah. nature. It's really beautiful here. I always feel refreshed when I come yeah. here. But And if you don't drive, like I don't have a car... It's also easy to get here. You just need to know how. So just contact me. Just go to my website, www.hamoves.net, and, you know, just contact me there, and I'll let you know how to get here, <laughs> yes. you know, just by train or by bus. It's not that difficult. <laughs> yeah. And then for you, for the Yuchimi Spring Valley, for more information, it's uh, www.info uh, In, at eurythmy.org. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's the email address, yeah, info yeah. at eurythmy dot or org and let's spell you eat me can you help me with that e u r y t h m y it's an, such an odd name what does it actually mean it comes from the greek uh-huh. yeah and oi rhythmos beautiful or good rhythm mm-hmm. so that's where it comes from 
Mm -hmm. yeah, and actually was used before Eurythmy came into into its own by Goethe already. He used mm. it um, for something that, is, that has that in it. Mm -hmm. Something beautifully rhythmical. Mm -hmm. And even descri as a descriptive uh, adjective. But it was, uh, it was coined when Rudolf Steiner brought it. His wife uh, said, oh, this is so healing and so beautiful. Eurythmy is the name. And it was in German. Uh, so, Eurythmie. Uh, so have more the oi, or oi sound of the Greek. And at the same time, also then, of course, there's style cross, eurythmics. Mm -hmm. So often people also mix up those two. Yeah, so but, but that whole quality. And, and you still hearken back. You can still sort of hear in the background all the, the beautiful harmonious rhythm of the Greek dances. It still mm -hmm. lives there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, it was you. I think I asked asked you a question uh, about Eurythmy versus Eurythmics, and I remember that you mentioned that um, the Steiner and Dalcross knew each other, and that Steiner said that what Dalcross is doing is chemistry, and Eurythmy is alchemy. Right. That's right. It was his answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because somebody you know asked him about. They were contemporaries. Mm -hmm. So yes, 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 quite exactly. Alchemy. <laughs> so wonderful. I think we can conclude. It was so wonderful talking with you. So anybody who wants to experience more Eurythmy, just go to www.eurythmy.org. And the link is also in the description. If you're uh, listening to this on the podcast, it's in the description right below. And, you know, check their calendar. Uh, there are some wonderful performances coming up um, by the fourth uh, year students, the graduating students on May 12th. Um, there are solos, right? Um, or is it? No, May 21st. No, 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 it's yeah, May yeah, 21st. Yes, yeah. right, on the, May 21st. Yeah, yeah. And then the graduation is June, June 3rd. 3rd. Yeah. We need, you, you need reservations. Yeah. It's always a very crowded event. But it's yeah, a yeah. wonderful, wonderful event. Yeah. And they prepare an incredible reception afterwards with lots of flowers. It's just an amazing experience and you get a really nice sense of, of Eurythmy. Um, and then they are the end of terms. Um, so really the best things is, thing is to subscribe to info at eurythmy.org and put get, you on the constant contact, yes. Yeah. So you get information yeah, yeah, right yeah. into your mailbox. Thank you so much. Barbara. Thank you, Marta. <laughs> and just keep on do doing this wonderful, wonderful work. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Barbara, for taking time. We we were talking really late last night. Um, thank you, Barbara Schneider Serio, the artistic director of Eurythmy Spring Valley Ensemble and School. Thank you, Eurythmy Spring Valley ensemble and Eurythmist for all the work that you are doing. And it's time to conclude this evening. Um, we'll conclude it the way we always do with EAO Harmonious Movement Meditation. EAO is the first Eurythmy exercise given by Rudolf Steiner to Lori Meyer-Smith in September of 1912 in Munich, Germany. From Hawaiian shamanism, we learn that Iao is the sacred name for the infinite light, the light of the world. The ancient Gnostic text, Pistis Sophia, informs us that the resurrected Christ and his disciples used the invocation Iao to call upon the boundless light of the universe. And as I like to mention, very recently I met a practicing Rosicrucian and she mentioned that every day she chants E-R-O for several minutes as part of her practice. It's part of her Rosicrucian training comes out of Greek mysteries. However, as we mentioned in our conversation with with Barbara earlier, in Eurythmy, we bring these sounds into our body for a harmonizing effect. So let's do it. We'll only do it once this evening. So if you were sitting, please stand up. 
If you have difficulties standing up, just sit upright. Stand in a comfortable upright position with feet slightly apart, arms loose by your sides. Imagine that you are standing in your own column of light that connects the highest source of cosmic love in the heavens and the deepest source of cosmic life in the core of the earth. Keep your feet on the ground and gently shift your weight to the balls of your feet. As above, so below. We are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. This is the sound of Gently shift the weight onto your heels while keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean back slightly, touching the back of your column of light with the back of your head, allowing the angels to support you and take off any burdens you may be carrying. We lean back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, love, life to support us. This is the sound of awe. Slowly and gently shift the weight onto your toes while keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean slightly forward, touching the front of your column of light with the top of your forehead. The angels are embracing you from behind while you soften your chest and heart, imagining your soul embracing you inside. We stand in the circle of humanity together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. This is the sound of Gently return to your neutral upright position, weight evenly distributed through your whole foot. You are standing as a human being on earth, connected to your higher self who protects and guides you always. Cross your arms across the chest in reverence to seal in and protect the benefits of this harmonious movement meditation. Breathe, let go, relax. I encourage you to practice the EAO Harmonious Movement Meditation daily. You can receive the written and audio guided meditation for free. If you subscribe to my free newsletters, just go to www.hamoves.net and under Soulful Tools. And let me know how this harmonious movement meditation feels for you. If you would like to experience Eurythmy harmonious movement, come to my Eurythmy lecture and workshop series at the Anthroposophical Branch in New York City. The next one will be on May 12th and 13th with a Friday evening lecture and Saturday afternoon movement session. For more information, visit my web website. Again, it's www.hamoves.net. This time, go under events. Rudolf Steiner wrote, We demand a lot from life, but we live past one another. Let's change that. Let's engage in mindful connection with others through the warmth of the human heart. 
tune into the wisdom of your soul. Nurture your life forces with harmonious movement art of eurythmy, a spiritual practice, a healing art, and the creative expression. Let's walk consciously on the earth. Let's move in harmony. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Sparks Radio. And tune in again next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Have a wonderful week. Soulful blessings to all. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive.